Hi everyone, this is Luke Moroni for the Daily Property Search Podcast. And the topic I'd like to talk to you all about today is, how do you prevent financial ruin? Before I get into this particular topic, just a disclaimer that this podcast is for general purposes only, should not be regarded as legal or financial advice. Make sure you get your own independent advice when it comes to investing. So when we're building a property portfolio or when we're looking at our accounts, checks and balances, how do we actually look at protecting our financial assets, our wealth, and how do we continue to build on those and not actually put yourself in a situation where you're losing funds? I guess a big practice or analogy that I can use is those lotto winners. More often than not, those people that win the lotto within a couple of years, they're in a worse financial position than they were before winning the lotto. So it's around the financial management that people often get unstuck. It's not having the money, it's more about holding the money. And I wanted to go through a couple of different things in terms of financial risk that people tend to go through and experience as they're looking to create wealth. And it's an important part where often people focus on doing that property deal or doing that share investing and making all that money or having that perfect investment. But it's actually more about the learning process that you're going to go through. And this is where I feel a lot of people, um, potential clients that we speak to, clients that we speak to, others that, um, that I chat to from day to day, it's not about the idea about creating the wealth so much as to actually holding the wealth. And that's where people go wrong time and time again. So a couple of key points that I'd like to make in this regards about financial ruin and preventing this idea of financial ruin for yourself individually. Firstly, it is about budget management. Really to keep a close eye on your income, your expenses on a constant basis. How often are you checking your bank accounts? How often are you seeing how much money's coming in and how much money is going out of your accounts? Are you transferring money to credit cards each and every month to make sure they're paid off and you're not paying any late fees or interest on those credit card payments? And if you get yourself into credit card debt, how quickly or how willing are you to pay down that debt quickly if you, you have got that uncertain times or something that pops up that was unsuspecting, are you getting that second or third job or getting into overtime to negate those interest repayments that you have currently on your credit card? So a lot can be done in budget management. And I believe it's actually more about a mindset of an individual. If you think about those people that have high credit card debt, or have struggled with their money matters, it's actually the way that they process on what's going on with it in their mind. How they can actually put clothing or travel or other expenses and often their luxury items on their credit cards and then not have enough to pay money to pay off those credit cards each and every month. We see it time and time again. We the personal debt in Australia is at all-time highs. You know, a lot of that is through property, but a lot of that is on credit card debt and people paying 10, 15, 20% on their credit cards, 
people getting out personal loans. And obviously there are times, like I said, that people get into difficult circumstances. There might be a job loss, there might be an injury or an illness in the family, and that money might be required. But how long are you prepared to actually pay down that money, get yourself back into the framework of having that very little or no debt in terms of bad debt, as opposed to property investing debt, which is good debt, which is tax deductible. Often, in but obviously get your own accountancy advice on that. So budget management is the first item that I'd like to talk about. The second one is when you're looking in investing, look to those low risk strategies with, those, with that potential for growth. So currently where we're looking to purchase property, I feel and in my opinion, going to the Brisbane market on a low risk level because we're buying those affordable areas. Because if financial issues happen in Australia or around the globe, people are always gonna need a place to live. And if they can't afford closer to the city and higher prices or higher rents, they're gonna move out to surrounding areas so they can still travel into the city or surrounding areas for their jobs, but they're paying lower rents or lower sale prices. So even if there was a recession, you might find that rents might increase because there's more demand for that type of property at lower prices. And then we might see a flow and effect on higher cash flows for our property, which will often result in higher growth on our properties. Buying in a market of Sydney where you had 70% increases between 2012 and 2017, saw us in a position that we were taking on higher risk and in investing in this market of Sydney. And it was a position that I had to actually sell down our own place at that time. And since then, in, over the last two years, there's probably been somewhere between a 12 and 15% decline in the Sydney property market. I would suggest that the property that we sold is probably worth about two or 300,000 less today than when we sold it. And that's a significant amount of money that we have gained through or the opportunity that we have to use that money for other investments and that that buyer that purchased our property has lost as a result in value, obviously if they can hold it over time, but in the actual value of it right now has lost significant amount of money. And that's happening Sydney-wide. There is a reduction in the property prices, especially through 2018, of around about 10%, I suspect, thinking about risk levels and potential for growth, that we'll see Sydney decline a further 10% this year, in my opinion. But others might have different opinions on this. So look to those low risk strategies for the potential for growth in when, when it comes to investing. My third point I'd like to make is around the portfolio management. So when you get that investment property, look at that portfolio management. How are you managing your property? How are you managing the team members that are around you to help you manage your individual properties. I think it, it's all about avoiding the risk um, on your entire wealth creation strategy on one investment as well. So yes, manage your portfolio, each and every property they have, and then when you're growing your portfolio, this is where people often get into financial ruin, is they look for that property development as an example that's gonna make them all the wealth and they risk their entire portfolio of just say 10 properties that they had on this one development 
that goes pear-shaped and they get into financial ruin because of one property, not the other 10 that they have in their portfolio. So that's where people get it a little bit wrong in terms of that wealth creation strategy and not managing their portfolio in the best way forward in terms of those individual properties and also in terms of changing their strategy and looking for something for that quick cash play. So think about that when it comes to your individual investing. And if you want to discuss this particular topic further or your own current circumstances when it comes to property, please do give me a call on 0400-332-377. And thanks for tuning in. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.